welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. Are you C3? Are you good? Turn around to three people and say, bald men are sexy and have a seat. I said, they say that to have a haircut like this, you've got to be very confident. And uh, great to see you all. And uh, you know what? This really is a great place. And uh, you know, when we literally are in a different place every Sunday now, um, I get asked, what is that like? Well, it's very interesting because you actually see, wow, would I go to this church? You know, I, I ask myself that. I tell you what, I'd go here. I'd go here. Uh, just see. <laughs> Man, yeah. No, no agendas, no, you know, Christian witchcraft type prayers, you know, we want Murray here. No, that doesn't work. So, but I'm like, ooh. Who told you you could go? No, that's all right. I was only kidding. Just seeing how freaked out they were. But uh, yeah, it's been great. We pray that you, you keep us. If ever we do come across your screen uh, in your thoughts or in your prayers, please pray for us because uh, it's a really exciting season. Uh, what's happening even this week, uh, we're having, I think, five couples from churches, all from different denominations and stuff, are coming to our home. And it's young couples that have just taken over a church. And so it's pretty exciting. You know, there's kind of like a new generation of senior pastors starting to come through. Senior couples are starting to lead churches. And that's a big thing, you know, to actually go from taking over. And nearly all of them are taking over from the founding couple, you know, that have just done their church for 30 years. And now these guys who are virtually only 30 years of age are now all taking those churches on. So pray for this week. It's our first ever Encounter Life conference, so it's going to be pretty cool, isn't it? I'll tell you what, when I told them we were going to have lunch at Avoca, it wasn't hard to get them to come along, so it was very good. All right, I want you to put your hand, this is the only religious thing I'm going to do. I can still see you, some of you are checking me out still, that's okay, I'm quite secure in that. Uh, I just want you to put your hand over your heart and say this prayer with me. We're going to pull the trigger and let's see what happens, amen. So say this after me, dear Father God. Speak to my heart in Jesus' name. Amen. I actually got a word. I wish I had something that was, you know, polished and that I've traveled around the world with. But I actually have a word for your church, which is probably better. Is that true? Who wants to like a now word, a Rima word, a word that actually is not only, it's, it's for your church, but it's for you as individuals, which I really love because... It's going to unpack in all sorts of different ways. And I, I hope that this injects into 2019 for C3 Central Coast. Oh, look, you're all grabbing pens and things, things now. And uh, hopefully you will record it, hey. And uh, there's going to be things for some individuals. But I'm, I'm so excited for even like that testimony this morning. Of, because let me tell you something. If you were to ask me prophetic what's happening in the church, the church globally, or for what of a better word, 
believe me, there's going to have more salvations outside the Sunday service. Got to be more miracles happen outside the service. And what's going to happen more and more that these gatherings, because we'll never forget house church, you know, that sort of term that we're never going to have this. We'll always have the gathering together of the saints. There'll always be apostles and pastors and teachers and evangelists. We're always going to have that. Okay, don't get too excited about that, okay? We're going to have that. I'll keep preaching until you scream me down. That's it. Is that it, we're going to have that. But what's going to happen is it's actually in it, the same as in Ephesians chapter 3. It's going to be for the equipping of the saints. It's going to be, we, we'll, we'll have worship. We'll have all those sort of things. But the emphasis on these type of gatherings is going to be more about impartation or anointing or, if you like, training all the different languages that we have within all our understandings of that. So that actually what you walk out of a room you've been imparted to or instructed or coached or lifted up or encouraged or critiqued or, or prayed for or delivered or something so that you can go out and do the same thing. Not just come in here because for, for, for decades we've brought people in for a select few little anointed people to do the stuff. But now the stuff is starting to leak out. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? Yeah. You know? And so it's, it's amazing. Even I have a testimony, you know, stuff goes on around me all the time. But I can remember one that comes to mind, just so that I can, you know, I'm married to an art teacher too, mate. I know what that's like, <laughs> far out. <laughs> Chaos, you know, God speaks everywhere. And um, all over the house. <laughs> <laughs> And so uh, uh, over at Erina, where we have our office, is at the back of the impact zone, you know, there's that big gym. So I walk through that gym upstairs, and on the mezzanine floor, there, there's where the boxers all train. I walk past there a few times, you know, and you know how, like, there's that same person at the train station. You know, there's that person at the same spot. Maybe if you go to the gym, it's kind of the same kind of people that are there, and you kind of just nod to them. You know those sort of people, you don't know their name, but you're, kind of, you're familiar with them because you see them at the same spot all the time. You know, maybe your, your service station attendant. You know that person, you know. Hopefully you do, you, do, you do go out of your house, some of you do you? You know, it's like, I know. You know that person. Well, there was this kid who would train sort of at this certain time of the day when I would walk through. Anyway, I go through there one day and he's got his arm all strapped up in a cast. And I sort of say, g'day. Nod, cast, keep walking, go into a door. I get halfway down the corridor and the Lord goes, Muzz, what are you doing? Now, do you, now, let me tell you this. Do you honestly, honestly, after God has spoken to you like that, need to start a conversation is, oh, what do you want me to do? See, I think we're, we over-spiritualize some things. Like if you see someone in a crutches, wheelchair, uh, brace, bandage, band-aid and you see that that's called a word of observation there's something wrong with them come on just nod at me oh yeah 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 okay yeah so I go back there introduce myself unfortunately for the first time in months you know hi I'm Pastor Mars what's your name Ben what happened Ben I broke my arm uh, using a big drill, I'm a apprentice carpenter, yada, yada, yada. But I've spinal fractured it and I was supposed to fight in three weeks for a title so that I can then go and be a pro in America. 
I went, oh, really? So who are you? And he goes, I'm actually Australia's uh, middleweight kickboxing champion. I went, are you, Ben? Really? And he's like this really nice kid. I go, can I pray for you? And he goes, and he's, he's trying to do a shoot, and he stands up, and he holds his arm out like this, and he goes, yeah? And I pray for him, and we're eyeballing one another. <laughs> so, God, we just pray for Ben. We pray for him, and he's like, Thanks. Come back three days later, walk back up, and he's and Ben waves for me, and I notice Ben's, oi, I hear this, oi, and he's down in the gym with no cast on it, just strapped up. And, he, and I go, well, how's the arm? And he's going, it's great. It's great. That's what he's saying. Two days later, I come back, and he's up punching the bags upstairs. And I go, Ben, how's that arm? He goes, it's actually perfect. He goes, the fight's back on. Guess what? He knocks, and what is even better, the guy he had to fight was a New Zealander. Come on. Knocks him out first round with... Isn't that great? Uh, That's got so many good things about that testimony, hasn't it? (laughs) And so let me tell you something. And this, this is what I, and, and, and in saying that, you've got to understand that what God is wanting to do amongst you. And since, and I want to read two scriptures to you. Let me, let me start with this by Psalm 133. And it's Psalm 133 and verse 2. And we sort of know, oh, we word from verse, the thing's only got three verses, isn't it? It's Psalm 133. How beautiful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. For harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured upon Oren's head and ran down his beard into the border of his robe. Let me tell you something. What you, see, the idea is that whatever is happening at the, at the top happens at the bottom. The word I get, if you like, the word I get, if it was the total word, if I was to say it in one word, is this, flow. Flow or flowing. Flowing in God, flowing with God, flowing together flowing with the leadership, flowing with the vision, flowing together. Are you hearing me? Just turn to the person and say, flow. Not the name, the adjective. Flow. So, and this is, this is the real scripture that I've got you. It's Matthew 17, Matthew chapter 17. And the first 20 verses, but I'm gonna, I might read them all, but we're going to unpack a few things. Are you okay with me? So, Matthew... 17 starting at verse 1 it says six days later well, just let me put the, let me put that in context this is six days later after Peter has his revelation of who Jesus is you know Jesus asked the disciples who do you say I am he says man you're the Christ the son of the living God and Jesus of course says well flesh and blood does not reveal this to you but my father which is in heaven and on this rock this revelation I will build my church revelation of what Jesus revelation of Jesus. So it's six days after, like, Jesus really revealing himself to them. And so it it keeps going because a flow starts. Let me say that. So six days later, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, and led them up into a high mountain to be alone. And as the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed so that his face became like the sun. And his clothes became white as light. And suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared and began to talk with Jesus. And Peter exclaimed, Lord, 
It's wonderful for us to be here. If you want, I will make three shelters of, of memorials. So one for each of you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. But even as he spoke, a bright cloud covered and shadowed them. And a voice from the cloud said, this is my dearly beloved son who brings great joy. Listen to him. And the disciples were terrified and fell on their face to the ground. And Jesus came over and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. And when they looked up, Moses and Elijah had gone. And all they saw was Jesus. (laughs) I'm trying to put some emphasis on something so you kind of get an idea of where we're going to go. Verse 9. And as they went back down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Do not tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. And then the disciples asked me, well, we'll just jump down because that's going to start a whole nother theological thing. Anyway, verse 14. And at the foot of the mountain, a large crowd was waiting for him. And a man came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He is seriously, uh, 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 he has seizures and suffers terribly. And often he falls into fire and into water. And so they brought him to, we brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Verse 17, Jesus says, faithless and corrupt people. How long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? This is gentle Jesus, meek and mild, okay? Bring the boy to me. And when Jesus rebuked the demon in the boy, uh, and it left him, and from that moment on, the boy was well. Amen, that's enough. Is that cool? Let me tell you something. What happens at the top of the mountain (laughs) is going to eventually get down to the bottom of it. Listen to me, There's a couple of little things I would just want to drop into you, cool? is this, is that you've got to realize Jesus is inviting you up as a church. First of all, first of all to go up, because whatever goes up comes down. Do you notice that as a universal law? Like whatever goes up will come down. Is that true? Like... You know what? You pour oil on Aaron, guess where? It doesn't stay on his head. Where does it go? It goes all the way through the beard, through the clothes, all the way down to the fringe. All the way. It's, 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 it's the thing. And you'll notice that even like, let me say this, the, the higher you're willing to go in God, guess where God is actually going to take you? Lower. Sometimes we don't have as impact, like we're supposed to have impact on people, because we're not willing to go, we're trying to, we're trying to reach people, but we're not willing to go up in order to go down. <laughs> did you notice that Jesus, Jesus did go up to mountains a lot. Moses went up mountains. Elisha, you can see, Moses and Elisha, guess where they hung out? Mountaintops. But guess where both of those guys would always end up? In valleys. Did you, have you noticed, I don't know geographically, have you noticed that the top of mountains is pretty small and valleys pretty big? Have you noticed also that Jesus was just as powerful in the valley as what he was on the mountain? Let me say this to you. See, whatever or how, what, say this. The revelation that Jesus brings of himself to you, he is going to manifest through you. Let me just, 
that. See, Jesus comes to you, and whatever he reveals himself to you, whatever Jesus has revealed himself to you, guess what? He is going to manifest that, cause that to happen through you. Anybody here been healed, physically healed? Well, guess what? Guess what? Guess what you can flow in? Come on, guess what? It's what you can flow in. Don't think, oh, do I have the gift of miracles? Let me, let me tell you, give you a heads up. Whatever, whatever has flown to you can flow out of you. Anybody here know Jesus as their Lord and Savior? Had your sins washed away, transformed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Anyone here? Anyone here? Born again, spirit filled? Come on. Anyone? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Oh, wow. Vast majority of you. Guess what you can now do? You don't have to be an evangelist to do that. All you have to do is have it. All you do is have to have it because guess what? It flows. Anybody here had a prophetic word? God's prophesied over you and you know it was God. Guess what you can now move in? I'm not saying that you're a prophet, but I tell you what, you can move in that gift. Has anybody read their Bible and it's spoken to them? It's, it's come at you, it's jumped off the page at you. So man, that, was, that stands out and you've underlined it. Guess what that word is going to do through you? Manifest itself, transform, bring something to somewhere. (laughs) See, what we always need is an ever greater revelation of who Jesus is. See, Peter started the ball rolling by, and it was, let let me tell you something, God is always the initiator. God is always the initiator. In the beginning, God. Sometimes, let me explain something in faith. Faith is not strong-arming God. Faith is not persuading God. Faith is not praying until you burst a blood vessel. But many of us think it's that. Many of us think we need, like, and even Jesus says you need more faith. So how do you do that? Like, how do you do that? What? Have you heard it's like it's said like this, that faith is like a muscle? Who's heard that one? Hmm. Problem is the Bible never says that. Here we go. About to, I can smell the barbecue of a sacred cow about to happen right now. <laughs> Jesus said, faith comes by hearing. Oh, that's interesting. You ever try to flex your ears? But who knows? You can train, train your hearing. Like these musicians here, hopefully, they seem to be probably capable of it, that they can actually pick up their instrument and see whether it's in tune or not. Like one strum and and not something, they know it. True? Hopefully, if you're a musician here, you know that. All right. Actually, I'm going to do something now. Who who here plays the guitar? I don't know you play it in church. I'm about to throw you under the bus if you're not on the roster. Who here, I want you to stand your feet, you play the guitar. I mean, if you just know three chords and you sing Kumbaya in your bedroom. Or you're like Tommy Emmanuel, I don't care, anywhere on that full range. Or maybe you own one that's under your bed. Yeah, yeah, there you go, the ones that are under bed. Yeah, yeah, they're starting to pop up now. Okay, God is about to tune you in. 
God is about to tune you in. God is about to tune you in. God is about to speak to you in a new and different way. You're about to, your hearing is about to get an upgrade and God's going to start to think. And no more confusion about what God is saying to you. No more confusing, darling. You're going to know, absolutely, yeah, this is God. This is what God is saying to me. This is what I know I'm meant to do. That It's going to go beyond, beyond, beyond emotions. It's not going to be a feeling. It's going to be a word. True? It's like, you know, sometimes wives say to me, do you love me? And then they go, why? <laughs> I know. Because it's like these emotions need to be satisfied, don't they? But you're going to listen to me. Listen to me. There's going to be a settling in your own spirit, in your own heart, about the love of God for you. And even on what God is saying to you, you're going to step out on it more and bravely than you ever had. A new confidence is going to come to you, and it's all going to work out in Jesus' name. Amen? Have a seat, you guitarist. Hopefully, who isn't, who's, who's the worship leader? Who's in charge of creative? Someone just whipped their hand up. Zara, just, Zara is. Are you, and you weren't even in the room then. Oh, you, you're just, well, you just missed out on a whole team of guitarists. Hey. Oh, you saw them. You did see them. Okay, you've got a little, little music. I used to have a, you know, side note. When, when I was pastoring, I used to always have a guitar in my office. And, you know, because the musician just can't help themselves. They'll just pick it up and play with it while they talk to you. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I'll let our worship leader know about you. See, the thing is, is that God is wanting to flow. Let me say, as a church, let me tell you something. You're all about to get, you're going up, Chris. God is going to call you to a place. You're about to go. I can literally lay out the next few months for you. Is that you're all going to start, God's going to call you aside. God's going to get you to come up and he's going to speak to you and he's going to reveal something about himself to you. He's going to reveal something to yourself, but it's not going to be a place where you can build a... <laughs> this is an interesting thing. You know what? Some of us can't tell the difference, especially us Pentecostals. We can't tell the difference between adrenaline and the anointing. Peter couldn't tell the difference between adrenaline and the anointing. You know, just presumptuous. Just it got excited and went, you know, you, know, you, just, you know, you might meet someone really famous and you just say something dumb to them. I can remember doing that a few times, you know. And, and that's what Peter goes. He goes, oh, 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 you know, and he just thinks of something to say. Like, oh, let's just build a tabernacle here. And they're like, what? <laughs> and he's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just trying to be part of the, the group. I just wanted to be part of it. But all it was was adrenaline. And you're about to learn the difference between the adrenaline, excitement and emotionalism. And truly what God is doing. Truly, let me tell you something. When you are really flowing God, you won't notice it. It'll be perfectly, it'll be perfectly natural as breathing. Because sometimes, let me tell you something, most of the time when we're moving in God, you know, like that questioning, you're, like, you're saying that narrative, is it me? Is it God? Is it me? Is it God? Let me tell you something. If you're born again, <laughs> God is bigger than you. Let me give you the heads up. It's probably God. He is a God. It's God. Let me give you the heads up. It's God. If, it's not going to be the devil go, oh, go pray for your neighbor. That's not the devil. <laughs> give that money away to that person. That's, 
not the devil. What you have to do is figure out, is it adrenaline, emotionalism, or God? That's what the real, that's the real thing. And God is about to take you, not that you're going to have fun, or man, this is a fun place, this is a creative place, but it's going to be more natural to you to flow in God than ever before. You're going to find it's a natural lifestyle for you to flow in God and to be with God and to recognize Jesus, you know, because he's going to, you're, it's like that. You're going to transform. I see you transforming. I actually declare over C3 Gosford transformation power. Let me tell you something. I tell you this, in the church going forward, there are going to be two types of churches. They're going to be those, and they're going to virtually look the same. Same music, same songs, same lights, same Chocolate chairs, you know, it's pretty amazing, you know. We've become so the same, you know. Same music, same songs. Everybody sings each other's songs. Praise God for the internet because we're all singing, you know, about five genres of flows of music. How creative of us. Anyway, don't get me started. But this is going to be, this will be, this will be the defining thing. Transform lives. People sitting in church for two or three years, no transformation. And then those that in churches that actually people change. People get set free. People get delivered. People actually manifest the life of Jesus inside of them. Come on. And I can see that here. Who's actually seen themselves transformed while you've been here? Isn't that good? Isn't that good? I tell you what, even like, can you see what I can understand why Jesus said, it's probably, and he was looking at Peter when he said it, I don't want you to say anything about this because people aren't going to cope with this because now you've seen a change and now you've got to cope with it. So you've got to learn, you've got to do this. Number one, you've got to get up. Jesus came and touched them and he says, get up, get up. But I can tell you this, there's going to be this, you're going to have like this height in worship, you're going to have this height in anointing, you're going to have this height of the supernatural, you're going to have height like uh, more miracles, more salvations, and they're going to happen outside this room. This room is going to get filled, but it's going to be kind of like more of a party than a, a celebration of what God's doing the other days of the week. But that's what's going to mean. The height of this is going to cause you to go to the depths of our community, to the pain in our community, to the people that are suffering the most, the people that are stumped, that even that religion has not been able to fix, that all sorts of practices and all sorts of things have not been able to set people free. Believe me, you know, it's not that that God doesn't want to heal people. It's not that God doesn't want to set people free. Have you noticed that? It's just that we we really don't know how to operate with him and flow with him. Is that true? And you're going to enter into a time of, guess what? Learning how to flow. And guess what? You will fail. Isn't that good to know? You know what, when you were born, when you were born, you had all the capacity inside of you to walk. It was all there. You had the ability to speak. 
You had an ability to get a job. You had an ability to, it was all inside of you. Your creativity, your career, your intelligence was all inside of you. Your giftedness was all in you. The problem is when you arrived, all you were was a noise at one end and a stink at the other. True? Now, when you started to walk, did you, when you, you know, you pull yourself up on the, on the corner of a lounge or the coffee table or you pulled yourself up somewhere and got on your feet, which you've done a few times, but then you turned around and you took one step and went slap. Did your parents, whoever saw you, went, you know what, Muzz, I don't think you have the gift of walking. Now, what do we do as parents? We get super excited because guess what? We're actually starting to step into who we are. And so we get picked up, set up again, and then coaxed to come forward. In your flowing with God, in your ministry gang, guess what? You're not going to just... See, we have, because of the internet and because of what we sort of understand of like, you hear about Smith Wigglesworth, you hear about guys like Dave Hogan, you hear about all these missionaries that are raising people from the dead, you hear about people that, you know, are calling out the phone numbers of the president, you hear about all this, like these super people, that unless we can do that, are we ever going to think we can flow in God? No, 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 no. You have to, you, you have to walk out your walk. And flow where God wants you to flow. Is that true? Is, any, can you, can, is there a witness inside of you about that? And But is this, are you flowing? Are you learning to flow? Peter was the worst flower ever when he got started. True? He spent more time in reverse gear in his walk with God. Oh, okay, I'll just back out. You know. But then, but then on the day of Pentecost, he seemed to sort of, it sort of calibrated and it clicked. True? And he stepped into something. So you're about, number one, what you're about to get revelation. You've got to go up the mountain. You've got to get up. You've got to let him invite you. What? Jesus invited them. Jesus invited them. You've ever had that? And I tell you what, you're going to feel it. The next couple of weeks, you're going to hear, come on, come away with me. Come talk to me. Come Turn off Netflix. Just come and sit on the back veranda. Just come and sit in the car. Just come and go for a walk. Just come and sit by the beach. Just come and listen to worship music. You, you, come on. Ever heard those sort of just come up? That's the mountain. Just come with me. Just come with me and let me reveal who I am to you. But then as soon as you get that, guess what? What God wants to do, what he has, what he has revealed about himself to you, he is about to do through you. And that's going to be the fun part. See? Isn't it funny? They, they go from this, this height where there's, there's the prophets and there's the law and there's all the stuff and it's wonderful. And the, the glory cloud is there. And if only the internet was there, if only they could have captured that, it would have gone viral. And everybody would have wanted to get up top of the mountain. But you notice that Jesus keeps coming down from them and straight away, he hits absolutely, absolutely a very confronting situation. An angry crowd, all sorts of confusion, and, and breakthrough was not happening. Jesus says what? And he says this, and I want to leave this one final thought, he says, which I went to go to. You need more faith. This does not come out by prayer and fasting in Luke chapter 9, it says that. 
you need no faith. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. I get asked by a lot of pastors, like, how do you move in the miraculous? How come the miraculous happens around you, Mark? I said, the problem is what, you know, we see, I said, what happens is people get confused with assumption rather than revelation. See, God wants to, let me, let me use this word, bring illumination to you. Whereas most of us get revelation by observation. We, we get a lot of our stuff from what others tell us. Not what God has revealed to us from this. When was the last time he re- the word revealed himself? John chapter 1, you know, he's the light of the world. You want illumination? You've got to be with Jesus. And when you get illumination, then you get revelation. And you get revelation that you cannot, you, you will not argue with intellectually, you will not argue with theologically because you know that God has set, said it to you and you'll settle it. And once that's happened inside of you, you get revelation and then you get conviction. And then you start to get declaration. You start to speak it. And when you start to speak it, then transformation starts to happen. Then manifestation starts to happen. We want manifestation before we've had illumination. Because you know when you flow with God, you know there are certain things, there are certain things I have no, no striving to believe God for. No striving. That's when I know I have faith for something. It's when I can rest. The greatest manifestation of faith is rest, not striving. True? Come on. All right. All the guys or people, who wears their sunglasses on their head, like our brother here? Who wears, who's got the bogan tiara on right now? (laughs) Who's that? Who wears their sunglasses at night? Who wears their sunglasses? Stand up. I can't remember your name. Byron. Stand up, Byron. You you wear, this is your fashion look. (laughs) Who does that? Who does that? Stand up if you do that. Or throw them under the bus if you know they do that. Yeah, stand up, stand up. Yeah, you put your sunglasses on top of your head. Hey, that's it. That's it. The Bogan Tiara. Just put it on. Just wear it with ball pride. There it is. Western Sydney rules. That's it. You got it. Stand your feet. Father, I just pray right now that you bring illumination to these guys. You know what? You're all getting ready to go. You're actually, God is about to open you up new, new endeavors, new, new abilities, new ministries. New doors, new gates. You're about to step into some things that have even been frustrating for a little while. You haven't been able to, it hasn't been open to you, but now it's going to be open to you in Jesus' name. You're going to move forward 
and go into places that you never thought were possible, but you've kind of wanted. It's been a dream within you, but now it's going to happen in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, I'm going to start praying for people. Is that cool? I've had enough of talking. Let me get to this. Okay, here we go. Sunglasses. Now, this is a funny thing. Who's got a nose ring in? I've had to learn this because now I can't do individuals because there's hundreds of people, hundreds of people sometimes. Who's, who's all the nose ring people? Is it different? Does it matter which side it's on? I don't know about that. Probably does, does it? You got a nose ring? Yeah, stand up, wear it. You, you know, you all do it. And it's just one of you, two of you. People are, yeah, Bethany, you better stand up. They keep dobbing you in. You took it out. Does that count? I'm oh, grace preacher. I don't care. I'm not going to make legalism about it. I can't believe there's only two of you, three of you. They're pretty conservative here. Well, that's interesting. Oh, my goodness me. No, that is not the same. Everybody wants to push these boundaries, hey. I'll tell you a testimony and another thing, but you two girls. But I'll tell you, you know what? Uh, there was a girl that was once, she, she, she was just going about her normal day, normal day, doing her normal thing, and all of a sudden a man showed up with thirsty camels, and she, she just served. She was just doing her thing and not knowing that in her thing she was actually about to step into her destiny. And Rachel got given a nose ring, a huge one, one that was like, oh, <laughs> one that would, you know, like people do their ears, it would do to your nose. She would have had three nostrils. But God is about to anoint you and mark you for your purpose, darling. You have a very great purpose and a very great calling on both you girls. And, you, and, and it's more about what you do in the natural than what you think is spiritual. You're actually a lot more in your, it's actually going to flow out of who you are and what you do and God's going to open it up. And as you serve people and, and minister to people and like that, give them a drink, refresh people. As you use your mouth and as you use your words and you be humble and you serve, you're going to put, be put into a place of great authority and great power is going to throw to you. And literally what you say, it's, it's like God is saying to you, what you release on earth will be released in heaven. And what you be released what you shut down here on earth will be shut down in heaven. God's going to give you such authority. That girl didn't realize that she was about to become a mother of a nation, a mother of something. You're going to give birth to a ministry, you are, and you are going to give birth to a ministry, ministry that's never been thought of before. What's your name at the back there? I'm really interested about you. Emily. Emily, you're going to baptize people in the Holy Spirit. You're going to baptize them in water, and people are going to flow towards you. And you don't feel like you're... Pray for us, Susie. My wife's just running around taking photos of everyone. Father, we just pray a big impartation to Emily that she steps up, Father, and she steps out. Steps up and steps out. Steps up and steps out in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for our art teacher and the single mums and women and all around about her, broken people and all sorts of stuff. Father, I pray that, Lord, that she would, you continue to make her way perfect in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> who, are the, who are the people, the, the girls that have no, your ears aren't pierced? Now that's an interesting one. I've never been asked. So who hasn't got their ears pierced here? Stand up. 
The rest of you are all masochists. So it's just the two of you or four of you. Two of you? Oh, you're going to, she's, you're with the pram. <laughs> again, again, God is about to mark you. God is about to mark you and, and transform you and bring you into a place where he's going to, I see you going from, from barrenness to fruitfulness. From, from barrenness to fruitfulness. And God's going to start to enable you to do things that have not worked before. And they're going to work now. Things that have been cursed in your life, darling. Cursed. There's been a curse on you. Now it's gone in Jesus' name. And now there's going to be freedom over your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Don't get too excited, will you? You're going to be, Father, what's your name? Kath? Kath is blessed in Jesus' name. I just declare blessing over you in Jesus' name. Ha! You see, if you're blessed, you can be a complete idiot and work out for you. Isn't that amazing? That's true. Is that true? If you're cursed, you can do everything right. You can buy the right thing. You can research. You can do it all, and it won't work. But if you're blessed, people can try and rip you off. People can try and attack you, do all sorts of things, and it always works out for you. Isn't that true? <laughs> all right, all the guys that have got a beard. All girls. <laughs> all the Greek girls. Come on. That bad. That bad, is that? I think they're more moustaches, the Greek girls. Is that a beard? That's a beard. I'll count that. He's just got a dirty face. I don't know. I'll let the bearded guys vote on whether that's a beard or not. What do you say? No, nah, they don't count. No, nah. sorry, mate. You're out. You just look grubby. Oh, my goodness. I just yell out, hey. That's why there was that scripture, you know, women should be quiet in church. You know, it's like... Okay, far out. This happens every time. Everybody wants to move the margins. Everybody wants to change the rules. Okay, if you're near a bearded guy, I want you to just sort of put your right hand towards him, pray for him, lay hands on him or whatever is appropriate in this house. I don't know what's appropriate. And Father, I pray that, Lord, a, a freshness come to them, a freshness. I see like your, all of your energy level and whatever has been signaled, whatever tiredness, I pray even right now, even the ones of you that can't sleep very well, are now you're going to sleep. That whole thing is going to be broken off you and you're going to be able to sleep and have dreams, and God's going to really speak to you. And all of those, your energy level, and even your capacity to work, your ability to be creative, your ability to conquer, your ability to work at things and stick at things and focus is going to be increased in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our stripy shirt guy here, the healing is your go. you gotta, you got to, and I say it as directly as that, is that you got to lay hands on the sick. Come on. There shouldn't be a week go past with a sick piece and have the hand slapped on by you and you releasing healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Pray for, pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We've got to finish. But I'll do one more, okay? <laughs> Just for fun. Okay, toe rings. Just because we said it. <laughs> Who's got a toe ring on? 
Only one of you. Come on, guys. The only toe ring. Who owns a toe ring? Okay, get up if you own one. I don't know if it, I don't even know. I'll let it in. We'll spread it out a little. Everybody just is telling, everybody throws everybody under the bus. Like, you'd have to have some, wouldn't you? Hey. <laughs> All right. In Psalm 18, he says, he makes my way perfect. He makes my way perfect. You're up. You're a, you must be the worst person here because you get the most amount of words. Is that... It, is he's going to make your way perfect. Whatever has been difficult, whatever has been... Oh, this is an interesting truth. This, whatever, has been, whatever has been winding and confusing, you're going to have a lot more vision forward towards your life. A lot more vision. A lot more clarity into what God is doing. And it's going to settle it. You've got to understand that you've got to settle your purpose. You've got to settle it, what God has called you to. And let me tell you something. God is always never calls us to a place. He calls us to a people. It's the who am I called to, not where, it's who. Is that true, Pastor Chris? It's who. And let me tell you, darling, you're called. You're called to a specific ethnic group. I won't tell you, but, it, you know, is that funny, is it? Is this your husband? <laughs> That's cowering in the corner. Like, you want to stand up, please, sir? No, 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 Tyreen will get you one. But you're called to a specific ethnic group. You really are, and God's going to literally, I don't know if you speak, it's almost like, I see you even learning their language and speaking to them and, and, and sharing with them and, and doing that and being quite amazing at that. Even at your age, you're going to be able to speak another language. It's going to be God is going to really help you with that, and I've never had that word for anyone. Please help me, Jesus. Please do it. <laughs> Please do that. <laughs> In Jesus' name. And more funds are coming your way. More and more funds are coming your way to do that. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And toe ring, sister, is that, is, is that as you put your toe into things and as you, you, you kind of dabble and you kind of think, but again, you focus. And as you, it's, listen, sometimes we think the will of God is like this tightrope. But you know what? I do this. I do what I want to do. And I kind of say, God, I'm going to do this. And it's because I, I believe, my conviction is, God can stop me very easily. That's a word for a lot of you. I just do stuff, buy things, go places. I never say no to Susie. That's a smart thing. Because I know that, you know what, it's very, yeah, yeah, she heard that. That God can do, who knows that God can stop us? He's bigger than you, you know. He can stop you. And so sometimes we're so fearful. I reckon God's going, come on, come on, have a crack at this. Let's go do this. This will be fun. And as you start to step out, as you start to do things, you'll start to see that there are a lot more green lights in your life than red ones. In Jesus' name. Amen. And Bethany, God is saying yes, yes, yes to you. And whatever you want to do, he's going to fund it. And he's going to do it. And never, never, ever, ever let finances stop you. Oh, mate. You, got, you just bought your own tiara out. You're awesome. Is that God's going to continue to build you up and build you up. And you're actually going to be quite a pillar in the church in Australia. I'll say that over you. 
that you're going you're gonna to have a voice, you're going to continue, I, I, you know, you, you're always going to have to do with young people and kids and all of that, but you're going to have a voice nationally, nationally about all of that in Jesus' name. It's not going to be in the church, it's going to be in the education department, it's going to be in government, you're going to have a voice. People are going to call you Mrs. Brown, Miss Brown, sorry, unless Mr. Brown's coming, I don't know. I'm looking for him. Your mother's given me an assignment. (laughs) All right, let me just, okay, how about we just stand on our feet and we'll just ask God to just bless this and we'll hand it over to Pastor Chris. Are you happy with those words? Rub against a a bearded man, he's going to bless you. Father, we thank you for your presence here and that you are never, ever stopping doing great stuff. Father, I pray there to be a new flow in the Holy Ghost here, a new flow in the Spirit of God, a new flow of the miraculous, a new flow of finance, a new flow of salvations, a new flow of revelation, a new flow of servanthood, a new flow of sonship here. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.